0: Get that water out of the goddamn huddle! I tell you when you get a f-ing water break. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is January fifteenth, twenty twenty.
1: Been a while. Few days.
0: Not a whole lot going on.
1: Ralph is just hibernating. It's that time of year until September.
0: Yep, that time of year, man. Fact checks follow-ups.
1: Was Carson Palmer with Bruce Arians the entire time B.A. was in Arizona? And the answer is yes. He started all 16 games in 2013. He started 6 in 2014. He ended the season on injured reserve. He started 16 games in 2015, 15 in 2016, and 7 in 2017. He ended the season on injured reserve that year, too. Follow up. What was our win-loss the last eight games of the season? We went 5-3. and
0: Man, we should have won that last game. Atlanta. Pick six. (laughs) Big dummy had to go and fill up pick six.
1: Okay, but we let him come back, too. So there's that.
0: I got the Winston interception video in the works. I've got them all cut up and everything. I'm actually kind of surprised. I was thinking there was going to be more of Winston getting hit. Uh, receivers dropping the balls and stuff like that. But no, the vast majority of them are just him making dumb decisions. The vast majority of them.
1: That's what Terry Bradshaw said in the Pewter cast. That he makes some dumb decisions, but yeah. he wouldn't trade it. And he Terry said that he threw a lot of interceptions too, and it was kind of the same thing. Like when you are throwing it, like in the middle of the throw, you're like, wow, I really should not have thrown that one.
0: <laughs> well, he throws so many passes in tight windows yeah. And he's he's used to throwing up a lot of passes that are just 50-50 balls. Anyhow, uh, odds are when you do that, you're going to get a lot of interceptions. But a lot of them were just, you know, what are you thinking? I mean, I think out of 30, I'd say 17, 18 of them were just dumb decisions or bad decisions.
1: So a little over half. Yeah. Follow up. Steve Ballmer was the CEO of Microsoft and is the owner of the L.A. Clippers.
0: Oh, okay. So he was both. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Tapper reminded me of a Steve Ballmer when he came out for the press conference for rule.
1: You don't even watch the NBA. How do you know?
0: I don't know. You Steve just Steve Ballmer. You you see these clips of Steve Ballmer jumping around and he has he, got he's never been married, doesn't have kids, so he's like a big kid, and he's got a, his house. If I'm correct, this will be another follow
1: up. Dang it, don't do this to me, Ralph. (laughs) Shut your pie hole right now.
0: (laughs) Oversees the Seattle Stadium, and he's got it's like a big showroom of his collectibles. He's got Jimi Hendrix's guitar.
1: Yeah, I remember that. It's the same guy.
0: Yeah, I think. Well,
1: no, this guy, Steve Ballmer, owns the LA Clippers.
0: Yeah, didn't that guy die? Wait, he's the Microsoft guy?
1: Yeah. I'm looking this up right now so I don't have to do a follow up on this one. You're thinking of Paul Allen, who was co-founder of Microsoft.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: and owned the Seattle Seahawks until he died.
0: Yeah, all those pudgy white guys look the same. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can't tell them apart.
0: Those whole white guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> follow up. Eddie Izzard's stand up that you were thinking of was dressed to kill.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite stand-ups. It was a good stand-up.
1: He's a funny guy. Quirky. He was.
0: Yeah. He was in a lot of uh, a lot of movies, as bit parts, but I don't think his acting career ever got off the ground. And some of the other stand-ups I've seen with him, they just weren't that good. But Dress to Kill was really good. It's up there in my top top ten. are like my stand-up.
1: Follow-up. Kellen Winslow Jr., we asked how long he was sentenced to. This is crazy, because we went over this story in depth multiple times. So it <laughs> just goes to show how easy it is to forget everything. He pled guilty to sexual assault charges... And the deal could result in up to 18 years in prison rather than a life sentence. He's being retried on eight, char- er, he was being retried on eight charges, spanning 16 years and stemming from five accusers. He pled guilty to two of them, raping an unconscious victim and felony sexual battery. If he had been tried and convicted on all of charges, he could have faced life in prison, but the plea agreement sets his sentence to 12 to 18 years. And he hadn't been sentenced yet. The last update was in November. Okay. So he's still sitting there waiting to be sentenced. We got some news this week. What we got? Brinson Button Buckner with the Raiders, the Buccaneers' former defensive line coach, and he was defensive line coach at the Raiders, was fired by John Gruden. Uh,
0: why was he fired? Because he... Did a good job with the defensive line. They went from like 27th in run stopping to eighth, and about the same with their pass rush too.
1: I have no idea. I'm gonna guess it had more to do with John Gruden than it did with Brendan Buckner, but
0: <laughs> probably.
1: <laughs> I have no information to back that up. Huh. We got a big announcement today that Luke Keekley is retiring.
0: Luke, I know that's crazy. I
1: can't believe that he's not even 30 yet.
0: He's still a young buck to me. It I know. like He just came in the league.
1: Yeah, he's 28, and he's just like you know, I just don't have it anymore. I just don't want to do it.
0: Remember when he got that concussion, got knocked out, and was on the field crying?
1: That was so crazy. You could tell it was just uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. That's probably what did it. He's got PTSD from the one concussion.
0: Did he give a reason why he retired? No. Not yet. He probably will in his retirement speech.
1: Well, he did like a three-minute video that the Panthers posted, and he just said that he loves the game, but it's just he can't do it anymore. Kind of like Andrew Luck. It was the same thing. But with Andrew, he had all the injuries.
0: That's wow. That's really, really, really going to hurt the Panthers.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a complete rebuild, and he was their defensive leader. I guess now they're just going to have to rely on Gerald McCoy. (laughs) Just kidding. He's not there anymore. Uh, he was on a one-year deal, so remains to be seen whether he'll be back. Yeah, so, I mean, who else do they have on the team that's like a leader who's been there? You figure when you get a new coach, you need a little bit of continuity, even through all the rebuild.
0: Well, that's how you would like to have it. They got Mario Addison, Vernon Butler, Eric Reed, And then who was it that got hurt, the defensive line guy?
1: Don Terry Poe?
0: Yeah, Poe. But, yeah, nobody like Keekley.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's once in a lifetime player. That's what's crazy to me is he had the potential to be one of the best.
0: Yeah, Hall of Famer. To be
1: revered, yeah. I mean, I guess he could still be, but, I mean, he's just cutting his career short.
0: But he didn't go out on top, that's for sure. Bottom of the division. <laughs> Contenders.
1: <laughs> what a jinx. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's good for us.
1: Yeah, and someone pointed out that maybe Levante David will get a little more love with Keekley out of the division.
0: That's true, but David's always been in his shadow. Yeah. They came in the league at the same year, didn't they? Yes, they were both drafted in 2012. Uh, David was drafted the second round. He was the 58th overall pick. Luke keekley was drafted in the first round. He was the ninth overall pick. So there you go.
1: He just had that knack for reading the play. They said he was a film junkie. Mm-hmm. Just in the film room all the time and would sniff out plays. Thank God we don't have to deal with that anymore.
0: Now, hopefully McCaffrey will retire. <laughs> Maybe Greg Olson, too.
1: Greg Olson, definitely, I think. I definitely think he won't retire.
0: It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the new coach and Cam and all that mess. We're looking at a new Carolina Panthers football team.
1: I know, and it's already starting out pretty fun in the offseason. They got some good drama. Yeah. I wonder if Keekly will go and do an announcing job. Probably not. It's kind of soft-spoken. He probably just wants to go into the woods and fish. <laughs> probably. But wouldn't you do that, too, though? It's like what you always say with players being injured. Like, you get paid, you make millions of dollars, and all of a sudden it's like, I don't want to go out there and do this hard crap and get hurt. And, yeah. You know, I'd rather be at home in my pool. Or,
0: mm-hmm. Shipping my kvassier.
1: Yeah, driving my cool car.
0: <laughs> Spending time with my kids.
1: Yeah, no, they don't want to do
0: that. Yeah. Well, you know, there are some people that, uh, you know, if you dropped them on an island, they would spend their whole life cutting down every tree on the island just for something to do. You know, there's people that just like to just do stuff. He might be one of those guys.
1: Footballist stuff.
0: Yeah, it would be really hard for me to go out there and work that hard, put myself at that much risk. On a continual basis, you know. Especially once you make, you know, fifty million or hundred million, you know, it's kind of, eh. What's yeah. another? What's another ten million? You know? Yeah,
1: you can live very comfortably off sixty million for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, very comfortably. And these guys, none of these guys that retire ever have to worry about money again because they could get a job anywhere just being a spokesperson, you know, just because they played in the NFL. That movie, uh, Greatest American Hero. I thought that was a really good depiction, fictional, of course. Well, it's based on a true story, right? Can't remember. A very good depiction of what happens to these guys after they retire, you know?
1: When their whole purpose has been football and then all of a sudden it's not.
0: Right, right. And they they end up spending basically the rest of their lives sitting around talking about football, about their glory days.
1: Oh, yeah. Have you ever met a former football player or someone who's ever even sniffed the NFL?
0: Yeah. uh, You
1: know it immediately because they tell you. (laughs) Right, (laughs) <laughs> it's like, hey, you know how you know somebody's vegan? <laughs> Don't worry. They'll tell you.
0: Give them two minutes. They'll tell you.
1: I mean, I can't blame them. It's more than I've ever done in my life, so I'm sure I'd be talking it up, too.
0: Hell, I know people that talk up about meeting people in NFL.
1: Oh, yeah. My family, they knew Johnny Unitas. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's like our claim to fame.
0: That's right. Everybody in your family. I knew
1: somebody that knew somebody. So, I never met him. I think he might have been dead by the time I was born, but...
0: Everybody in your family has a Johnny United story.
1: <laughs> I don't think he was dead when I was born, but I never met him.
0: Yeah, he died in 2002.
1: Yeah, I definitely was born then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I say, man, I'm really robbing the cradle there. <laughs> All right, we got um, Devin White and Sean Murphy Bunting were named to the NFL All-Rookie Team. How about that?
1: That's awesome.
0: That is awesome.
1: Especially Sean Murphy Bunting.
0: Well, you know, the, the All-Rookie Team, and this goes to show again just how... The media is intertwined and everything. Uh, the all rookie team is voted on by the Pro Football Writers of America, the PFWA. So it's all
1: some association. You pay dues to. Uh-huh. You get to put it in your resume.
0: Yeah, and they they just vote on whoever. I'm sure uh, somebody like Ira Kaufman or somebody's probably a member of the PFWA, and he put in Devin White, Sean Murphy, Bunting. Devin White really he really came on towards the end of the year. You know, after he got hurt, he was out a few games, got hurt. After that, he didn't play too well for two or three games, but then he clicked, man. He started.
1: He's a playmaker.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So good for them. I'm glad they got some recognition. And maybe Jason Light should get a little bit of credit, people. Just a smidge. <laughs> this was his draft. Everyone's going to say it was BA. Whatever.
0: That's how it works.
1: Jason Light makes the phone call, right? Oh, and the Atlanta Falcons are getting new uniforms this year.
0: Really? Yeah. Do we have a picture of them? No,
1: not yet. We got a teaser trailer, basically.
0: I think they should have Donald Duck on the side of their helmet. <laughs> change their uniform colors to blue and white and yellow. Be out there in big Donald Duck outfits.
1: <laughs> I wonder if they're going to change the logo and everything.
0: They've changed it quite a bit throughout the years, but they've always stuck with you know the main theme. It's more black now. It used to be red and white. yeah. I wonder when we're going to get new uniform Jay I will tell you what, I love our word mark. You know, I've said this on this podcast a gazillion times. That word mark to me is just a, a piece of art. I love it. I wouldn't mind getting it tattooed on my upper back. It's just pretty to me. It looks nice. The helmets, fantastic. I have I love seen, the chrome. Yeah, I love the chrome. I have seen a version where instead of having the flag and skull on the helmet, it's just the skull with the swords. I like that too. I was like, huh, that's pretty cool again. So I could deal with that. But I do like the how they enlarged the flag. They modernized it, more sharper lines, got rid of the comb over with the skull, made him look a little bit more fierce. I really, 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 really like the new logo. Uh, and I like the word mark Uniform design, you know, as far as the pattern goes on the actual clothing. Eh, that's
1: like a C, I would grade it.
0: Yeah, but the numbers, got to go, got to go. I don't mind the reflective coloring. That don't bother me too bad. But it's just the... You know, that alarm clock, look. And it's just really, really hard to read. This is from a selfish and a practical view.
1: Always practical. Yeah.
0: From uh, watching the film, it's really hard to read the numbers. You know, when you were looking at the coach's film, the numbers on the shoulder pads can't read them at all. At all. And the numbers on the front it, or in the back, it's really hard to read them, especially if the shirt gets bunched up a little bit or anything. So, yeah. The uniform from the head down, let's change that. <laughs> Head up, keep that and keep that word mark. Oh, I love that word mark. I used to hate the whole, the Buccaneers word mark we had from the what mid nineties till we changed this to this new word mark. I always hated that thing. It looked, yeah, it
1: looked like clip art.
0: Yeah, it looked like clip art. Mm-hmm. So they did a great job with that. They can't get everything right, but it'd be nice. It'd be nice to see a little bit of a change. I don't want to go back to orange. I've seen a lot of people saying that. Let's go back to the the throwbacks. The, I don't mind having a throwback uniform every now and then, but as far as permanent, I don't want that sherbert man.
1: I like the Sherbert. Well, red's your favorite color. So. Right.
0: Red and black. So, you know, let's keep them colors.
1: You want you, to look You fierce. could just be a Falcons fan.
0: You you hush your mouth.
1: <laughs> you already like Julio. He's <laughs> your quite, favorite player.
0: He's <laughs> my favorite player. Uh, but you want the uniforms, you want it to look fierce and intimidating. You know? I think the league is getting too far away from intimidating uniforms.
1: Yeah, they're kind of all going to that college look,
0: mm-hmm, that arena football league look. Yeah. Oh, XFL's coming out in a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, and speaking of which, Mark Cook is going to be their in-house PA <laughs> really? announcing the press box for the media oh, okay, and helping right? on game day.
0: Correct. Congratulations to him. Mark Cook is the, uh, one of the guys from Pewter Report.
1: So congratulations for his new role.
0: Yeah, good job. Hope you get paid lots of money for it.
1: It's a part-time spring gig, so good exposure anyway. The Buccaneers have released some key dates, so let's run through those real quick. February 24th through March 2nd is the NFL Scouting Combine. So that's the next big thing, the end of next month. we got about six weeks to that. March 10th.
0: God. I know. I hate off season. Oh my
1: gosh. March 10th, we've got the franchise tag deadline. March 18th.
0: That's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah. March 18th, that's the... 2020 league year, the beginning of that, and free agency begins. So March 18th, mark that on your calendar. March 29th through April 1st is the annual league meeting. Maybe we'll hear from BA there, I don't know. April 17th is the deadline for restricted free agents to sign offer sheets with their current team. And then April 20th is when clubs with returning head coaches... May begin off-season workouts.
0: That's a week later than new head coaches.
1: Yeah, and then April twenty third through the twenty fifth is the draft.
0: Oh, the draft! Ugh. You know, maybe me and you need to start getting into the draft or something because it would I'll make give the us off-season. To do. Yeah, we'll do all these mock drafts. I really Ugh. can't stand those. Areas. I
1: can't either. Nobody knows. Y'all are guessing.
0: It'd be different if there was some skin in the game. Like if it was like fantasy football where, you know, you had your mock drafts and you set it and you, you know, you won depending on how many you got right. If, you know, if it was a competition, I could get into it maybe. But all this speculation, they're never right. They're never – normally after the first three picks, it's just it's just chaos after that. Yeah.
1: What? I mean, like, look at what happened last year when we took all these defensive backs, like, right in a row and everyone had a meltdown until about, oh, I don't know, November. <laughs> <laughs> when they started clicking, <laughs> and then everyone kind of quieted down about those <laughs> bizarre picks.
0: Yeah, they were upset we didn't get a pass rusher, and then we end up with
1: the, the best in the, the league. The best pass
0: rusher in the league. Oh my goodness. And then we do like watching the drafts. especially we watch
1: if, the draft because. You
0: know, we watched the first night, anyhow.
1: Yeah, and the second.
0: Yeah, and and if we're picked high, then we're usually not too drunk. But usually, <laughs> we're, we're picking twelve, fifteen. where are we at? 14th. Uh, okay, let's look that up. <laughs> Minimize these fact checks. I know. 14th, you were correct. What? 14th. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll probably be pretty drunk by
1: then. Yeah. I mean, that'll be at, like, what, 11? I'll definitely be asleep. You have to wake me up.
0: I have no idea. I mean, we don't really need anybody. Of course, you know, we always say offensive line. You can all, It never hurts to draft the offensive linemen, you know, get those guys in and get them ready. But I, I don't see any need we have, so it's a crapshoot. And it also all depends on whether we keep Jameis and all that good
1: yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I think free agency has more of an impact on the team for us than the draft Especially this year. Last year, it was the other way around. We didn't have any money for free agency, so it was all about the draft.
0: Yeah, our whole secondary was about yeah. the draft. That's one thing I really do like about this team is that we're very homegrown. You know, We don't have a lot of free agents on this team, relatively. You know, We've got a lot of starting guys that we've drafted. And James Winston, Mike Evans, Ellie Marpet, Donovan Smith. Kappa. DeMar Dotson.
1: Rojo. Peyton Barber. Do we draft him? Undrafted.
0: Undrafted free agent. 2016. So, and then, you know, we got Vita Vea, Golston, Godwin, everybody in our secondary. <laughs> Just about. Yeah. Uh, Levante David, Devin. Well, I, I like that. That's what I like. I like having homegrown teams. I don't like a bunch of mercenaries and free agents. You know, that way you can, the team is more likely to stay together longer and you get to build a bond with these guys, you know. When you've got teams that are constantly flipping out, trading guys and all that, you just don't get the...
1: Cohesion.
0: Yeah, and and the fan base doesn't get a chance to really get behind them, you know, these one-year guys or two-year guys. It's a mentality I don't like, you know, that, that win-now mentality that, you know, where you, you get a bunch of free agents to try to win this year.
1: Well, again, it's fantasy football.
0: Yeah, it's fantasy football's mentality. And plus, I get sick and tired of having to figure out guys' numbers and names every year. (laughs) And it's so annoying. That's the
1: real reason.
0: It is. I'm selfish.
1: Okay, I want to talk about the offensive line and the run game. We've touched on it, I think, every week since the season ended. But a friend of the show, long-suffering Bucks fan on Twitter, tweeted, Watching the 49ers and Chiefs just makes me sad. Sad that the Bucks have zero creativity in our run game. Why can anyone answer? So I thought that is a perfect Ralph question.
0: Well, gosh, couldn't you have given me some, some notice before you
1: asked me Yeah, It's more fun when you're just <laughs> blindsided. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, no, it, off it, the blocking, blocking, 100%.
1: And it seemed like it really fell off as the season went on. Like, early on, we were phenomenal in the run blocking.
0: Very good run blocking up front, but then, you know, and we do a lot of, we block with our tight ends, uh, we do a lot of Pass protection blocking with our running backs. We use blockers in unusual ways. So, you know, we 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 bring Chris Godwin in, have him block. We'll have Mike Evans. He's a good block. good blocker? Yeah, Chris Godwin, especially for his size, he's a very good blocker. He's tenacious. So we, you know, we've got a, a, we use a lot of guys to block other than just our offensive linemen in the run game, and they're just not that good at it yet. You know, I don't know if it's the the way they're being coached or whatever, but you know, like OJ Howard. He just does not seem to be into the blocking aspect of it. He has no problem whatsoever with letting his guy go right by him. You know what I mean? It's not like he's not trying, but he's not giving a whole lot of effort. And that's all it takes, you know, especially in in the running game. All you need is one guy to screw up and you know your Your
1: runners tackle behind the line of scrimmage.
0: Right. And that happened to us quite a bit, not Not as bad as it has been previously where our guys were seriously getting tackled behind the line of scrimmage. But, you know, they get up to the line of scrimmage or a little beyond and it's just a wall, you know, bodies and they just can't go anywhere. That's what I would say is the you watch if you watch the Baltimore Ravens and you really need to watch it on the all 22 to see the the full view of it. But you watch the Baltimore Ravens. And I, w- I would even throw the 49ers in there. Uh, you know, when they block, their guys, their offensive line is getting serious push, and they're opening huge holes, you know. But we weren't doing that. You know, we're basically just getting on our guy and standing there and hoping that the runner can find a place to squeeze through. And then you've got guys coming in from the edge, from our tight ends weren't blocking correctly, or they were getting beat or whatever. So, yeah, I'd, I'd 100% say it was the blocking. I wouldn't say it was a scheme. I wouldn't say it was a running backs, although our running backs, I will say this, they like contact. You know, Ronald Jones, towards the end of the year, he was getting more shifty mm-hmm. and trying to avoid people a little bit. Yeah. Peyton Barber doesn't do that at all. Peyton Barber, he sees He
1: tries to bowl him over. <laughs> yeah.
0: I can't tell you how many times I saw where he would have an open field, there'd be one guy in front of him, and he would run straight for that guy. <laughs> Instead of trying to juke him out or go Maybe
1: he's just not shifty like Rojo. He just doesn't have the feet.
0: Well, Rojo's was doing it, too. But then towards the end of the year, he was uh, doing a lot. Of, he Some of those big runs he had towards the end of the year were all him. You know, it wasn't like we were opening up huge holes. You, you want to see good run blocking, watch the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, those guys, they just knew how to block. They didn't in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Tennessee just whooped up on them. Was it Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah. That was a beatdown. Epic.
1: Such a good game. And now I'm rooting for Tennessee. Okay, uh, we'll come back to this. Okay. Because I still want to talk about the run game. In the quarterback whisperer, B.A. advocates for a balanced approach. He said he really believes in it. Passing, running. He said 50-50. They got to be equal, or nearly equal, as equal as they can be. You have to have both to have a successful offense. So, I wanted to see if... His theory translates to his scheme or his results, let's put it that way. And so I went and looked at his tenure at Arizona to see how his rush defense ranked compared to his... I mean, his rush offense ranked compared to his pass offense. And unsurprisingly, (laughs) his run offenses were not great and his pass offenses were... In 2013, his run offense was ranked 23rd in the league, and the pass offense was 13th. 2014, now, Carson Palmer did end the season on IR in this year, but in 2014, their run offense was 31st, and their pass offense was 14th. 2015 was the exception. This is the exception. Their run offense ranked 8th.
0: That was David Johnson's big year.
1: And their pass offense ranked second. So they had a top 10 offense in both regards.
0: That was the year they went to the NFC Championship, was it? What year was that?
1: 2015.
0: No, it was the, uh, the yeah, 2015 season. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's all right.
1: In 2016, their run offense ranked 18th, pass offense ranked 9th. In 2017, again, Carson Palmer ends this year on IR. The run offense ranked 30th, and the pass offense ranked 15th. So in all but one year, they were in the bottom of the league for running. But every single year, they were in the top half of the league for passing. So I think, theoretically, B.A. probably believes in having a solid run game, but his scheme gets better results with the pass.
0: You can tell watching the games that running is really just secondary for us. It's just not a priority.
1: And if you think about it, it was the same way with Dirk Cutter. Uh So Dirk Cutter brings in Rojo, Peyton Barber, Donovan Smith, Allie Marpet, Ryan Jensen, was that Dirk Cutter? Alex Kappa, Jameis Winston. Well, that was Lovey, but Dirk was there. Mike Evans. And so this team has been built for the past four years long before BA got here and especially with offensive linemen as Joe Gilbert said in his press conference last season that in college the offensive linemen aren't really blocking the way that they're blocking in the NFL and it takes a long time to develop them so in you know Kappa and Marpet and Donovan's case where they've been developed with the Buccaneers that was Dirk Cutter developing them so in his scheme they're pass blocking. You know, Dirk Cutter didn't favor the run either. So this team has been set up for the pass, and it started before BA got here.
0: Yeah, we're not. I don't. I can't see us having a top ten rush offense anytime soon.
1: Well, now I think that's going to be what's in vogue with Derrick Henry taking the teams right. as far as they have. Yeah. And you brought up that most of the teams in the playoffs are running teams.
0: Yeah, the top four, of the top five best running. Offenses this year made it to the playoffs.
1: Whereas the passing offenses did not.
0: Right. Yeah, none of the top five passing offenses. Right?
1: It's so crazy how fast that flipped.
0: I think, well, you know, tackling is a big part of running, you know. And it just seems like, you would have heard me say this a million times, but fantasy football has really kind of ruined the mentality of football fans. We want to see the points. We want to see the plays and all that. Uh... You know, running the football is not that exciting really. You know, especially if it's just, you know, four or five yard runs. I mean, everybody loves the big, you know, twenty plus runs. But most running teams are, you know, they're gonna get four or five yards a whop. And that's just not exciting. Unless you're old school football. So most teams have gone to, you know, passing. It's where the points are at. It's where the fantasy football points are at. And defenses are set up for that now. They're not set up to stop the run. And
1: well, and the rules favor the pass, too. You've right. got all these rules about hitting the quarterback, protecting the quarterback, and then defenseless receivers, mm-hmm. and then the pass interference rules. They all really favor
0: and they've made it difficult for the runners themselves. You know, they can't lower their heads. And tackling is a big thing in the NFL. I mean, the past few years, we've been absolutely atrocious. The Buccaneers have been atrocious at tackling. This year, we were good at it. You know, I'd give us a B, B plus. Most teams are just not really good at tackling anymore, and they're they're not built to stop the run in the sense of that. You know, if a team just keeps pounding the ball, pounding the ball, pounding the ball, these guys get tired, they get wore out, and they just get they get tired of tackling. They don't want to get hurt, so you know they'll, they'll kind of step out of the way a little bit. That's why at the beginning of the year I said whatever whatever teams figure out that. You know, running's the way to go now because everybody's defense is set to stop the pass. They were going to do pretty good, and Tennessee was a testament to that, I think. Because that's really all they got is Derrick Henry. I mean,
1: No, I don't think that that's fair to say. Because well, Mariota had Derrick Henry too, did he not? That's is true. And then Mariota gets benched because they're sucking, and Ryan Tannehill comes in with the same personnel and gets them to the NFC – AFC championship?
0: Yes. But I, I think Tannehill just makes better decisions than Mariota does. Mariota see he just made horrible, horrible decisions. You know, he's a very athletic guy. He was good at uh you know, scrambling and all that good stuff. But as far as making decisions down the field, he was just bad at it. Tannehill's very good at it. And he's he's not he's not a great quarterback. He's kinda of almost like a manager, game manager, but he he can see down the field and know where to throw it to. And that, to me, is a, all the difference in the world between those two. But he's not a great quarterback. I don't think he he's the reason why Tennessee's where they're at. Derrick Henry's the reason why. It's just that Tannehill doesn't screw up as much as Mark Mariota did.
1: I don't know. I think that – you look at that offense, and that's Ryan Tannehill's offense. I think he's running that show. Well,
0: how many? Pa- he didn't throw that many passes.
1: No, he had like no <laughs> yards.
0: Yeah, so I mean, he's just not doing a whole lot. He's just not screwing up when he does do it. Uh, Mariota was he? Just, he just he was hesitant. He would make bad decisions. He'd make bad throws, and he'd make mistakes. Tannehill doesn't seem to make that many mistakes. But if anybody can, if if the Chiefs or anybody can stop Derrick Henry and make Tannehill throw the ball and win the game, I don't think they're going to go far. But that's the thing. Nobody's been able to stop Derrick no, Henry. No, we, we couldn't, couldn't even we stop couldn't him. We couldn't even stop him. But that's because they were holding the us. The holding. I knew that was coming. You know, well, I'm telling <laughs> you, man. That was, I've seen two games where the offensive line held that much. And one was the Tennessee game this year, and the other one was that uh, Washington game. The, the you'd like that game. And that Washington line was holding us all damn day.
1: You're so salty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about playoffs. We didn't do a podcast after last weekend, so I do want to recap the games. What was the first one we watched? The Vikings? Seahawks? Who played? Oh, my gosh. I can't.
0: It was so long ago.
1: And I, they it wasn't that fun.
0: No, you know, they were a snooze fest this week. Uh, yeah. The, well,
1: except for the, the Tennessee came, game. The
0: came, well, uh, I'd say the Tennessee The State
1: AFC game. games were good. No. The Vikings played the 49ers. That's what it was. Okay. Vikings 49ers. 49ers Ralph's over here surfing the web. The Vikings 49ers, that one was typical. It's kind of how we expected it to go. And now we're both, all of our Super Bowl picks are completely wrong. Like none of us even got close. That was the last of the Mohicans. We we
0: got close, but at least our teams made it to the playoffs.
1: That's true. Yeah. All right. Fair (laughs) enough. Fair enough. The 49ers just look like a solid team. And Quan Alexander made his debut.
0: Yeah, since the uh, since his injury, he didn't play a whole lot. I don't think, but yeah, I, I don't even remember him making any plays. He might have, I don't know. But yeah, that was kind of a snooze fest. It wasn't too just exciting. Just that beat
1: down. Like the Vikings really couldn't get anything going.
0: The Titans Ravens game that was interesting to watch. Just how
1: so crazy. The Titans
0: just whooped up on.
1: I know. Well, they did the same thing to New England the week before.
0: I did not see that coming. I thought for sure at Baltimore all. was going to beat them. I know. They had. Lamar Jackson just flustered. Was, I
1: know, and he was, like, throwing tantrums on the yeah, sideline. Yeah. And
0: that was not good leadership display, I thought. And it looked I, like towards the end of the game, he was—he had this attitude, well, I'm just going to win it myself. you know. And he started doing all this running. He had some great runs, though.
1: He did. But here's the thing. We've seen this before. This mm-hmm. gimmick. He is gimmicky. Mm-hmm. Everyone, you know, I guess a lot of people started giving him a hard time after this loss in the playoffs. I think it's more to...
0: Right, we we said last year that he, we didn't think they were going to do that much this year because he was gimmicky. That
1: yeah, uh, people figure people it out. Figure it he's out. still so fast though. That he's got yeah. speed on his side. Yeah. But as soon as he slows down, he's done.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean
1: it's we saw it with RG three, Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick. I mean the list yeah. goes on.
0: Yeah, you, it's good to have an athletic quarterback that can scramble when needed. Yeah, but when you have these quarterbacks that run
1: well and try to carry the team on their shoulders and do everything, yeah,
0: it's just not going to last long. You know, you might have a year or two of good greatness, but then you're going to get hurt. There's no getting around
1: That's it. usually what triggers it is the injury. Mm-hmm. Like RG three, I mean, he took him to the playoffs and then
0: yeah, got and,
1: hurt and that was it. Where's he? Where is, he, <laughs> where is he? Same
0: thing with Cam Newton, you know. Yeah. I mean, just
1: and BA, you know, he was a running quarterback. He held. The rushing touchdown record for quarterbacks at Virginia Tech, Michael Vick didn't even break the record. It did get broken in 2016. I forget who what the quarterback's name was, but and in his book, he says the same thing: you cannot rely on your legs as a quarterback. He he will never have a running quarterback. I think Jameis is like the closest that he would have.
0: I'm not a big fan of them. I, I they've never. I I can't really think of one having great success. And by that, I'm saying win the Super Bowl. You know, it's the, the field generals. Those are the ones that win the Super Bowl.
1: Well, and they,
0: I swear to God we've had this exact same conversation. Yeah,
1: I think so, too. <laughs> uh, they tend to rely on their athleticism too much mm-hmm. and not enough on skill. Right. Now, Lamar Jackson, he does have an arm. Don't get me wrong. So if he... I think he could make it relying on his arm alone. But, you know... We'll see. That's not really his style.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he'll ever do that.
1: Well, in the the running quarterbacks, they kind of tend to try to be heroes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I like like Russell Wilson. You know, I mean, he he's athletic. He can run, but he doesn't. He, does he doesn't sparingly, have to. Yes, yeah. and that's that's how you should do it. I think. And Winston's like that, you know. When, but he gets to the happy feet a little bit too much for me. But, uh, you know, Russell Wilson's a very good field general, but he's also athletic enough to be able to uh, mess defenses up by running for 20 yards if he needs yeah. to. Yeah,
1: he's smart about it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to the Texans and the Chiefs game. This was our only one that we picked differently. And who was the winner? Who won? Who lost? My third, so who, I I can't, you sore. <laughs> I can't
0: talk right now.
1: Molly picked the winner.
0: Just barely, they barely won.
1: By like 20 points.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, I couldn't believe that. It was, what, 21, 24? 24, I think
1: 24 yeah. We were like, are the Chiefs not showing up in the first quarter? Yeah. The Texans had run up the score that much. And then they only scored, what, like seven points after that? It was, it one was embarrassing jump. for was the, embarrassing. the Texans, man. It was
0: embarrassing. It just all of a sudden, it was like, bam, 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 bam. Kansas City just started firing on all Yeah, they
1: just decided to show up. I guess they were rusty in the first quarter. And
0: it seemed like the Texans just didn't know what hit them. They couldn't stop them. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't get any offense going.
1: Yeah. And it was the opposite the week before against who they played, the Bills, mm-hmm. where they were getting shut out, the Texans were. And then all of a sudden they showed up towards the end of it. So it's like they can only play one half.
0: Yeah. Then we had the Seahawks-Packers game. Uh,
1: Packers. That was so boring, too. I know.
0: I really thought Ugh. the Seahawks were going to win that one.
1: Yeah, I was surprised they didn't. It was a close uh, one, though. Yeah. Uh, Lamba is such a hard place to play, and it was snowing. It was so
0: cold up there. I know. Uh, the the Packers just don't impress me this year I, I They
1: know, never man. do I can't stand Aaron Rodgers <laughs> I never want to see him do anything So I'm rooting for the 49ers Yeah, this weekend. Well,
0: you got to It's John Lynch You know.
1: And they beat us this year so
0: Right, oh always God. rooting for the guys that beat. <laughs> it, it's it's a sweet, sour thing you know? You're know, you like, you don't want them to win Because they beat you But you do want them to win Because it makes you look a little bit better Because yeah. you got beat by them Right know? If they go to the playoffs and look like a bunch of punks, what's that make you look like? you know?
1: And the Titans, it's the same way with the Titans. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the Titans are the underdogs, so I'm rooting for them.
0: I'd like to see a Titans 49ers Super Bowl, you know, a good smash mouth Super Bowl.
1: That would be fun. Yeah.
0: All
1: right, so the championship, let's make our picks.
0: Okay. Since you won last week, you got to go first.
1: All right. Titans, Chiefs. I'm going with the Titans. I, I don't think that they have... A great shot, but I didn't think they had a great shot against the Patriots or against the Ravens.
0: I didn't think they did against Let's us. Let's
1: do it. Remember a yeah.
0: game? I was like, I'll oh, put money down. on this Yeah, we got are this winning game. this one. Yeah. Oh, you got
1: so much shit in oh, the YouTube yeah. comments. Yeah,
0: that's. I, I will never do that again. <laughs> you know, I was just, I was just joking. I wasn't expecting people to put money down on it. but I should never say that. Don't spend your hard-earned money on what I say. Just give it to me. <laughs>
1: So who you got? I,
0: man, I I gotta go with the Titans too. But I know we're both gonna pick the 49ers and the Titans. Okay. So,
1: like, how do you pick against the Chiefs at home? Yeah. They went twelve and four on the season. They whooped up on.
0: All right, just to make it different, I'll pick the Chiefs.
1: All right, see, so yeah, I talked you into it. Yeah, good. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha.
0: Titans were nine and seven going into the playoffs. That's
1: ridiculous. Come on.
0: They only won two. How more are y'all games gonna get videos?
1: beat by a nine and seven team in the playoffs?
0: Well, was it uh, Mike Vrabel, their head coach, said he would...
1: He would cut off his penis for a Super Bowl win.
0: <laughs> That's some dedication right yeah. there.
1: All right, so next we got the Packers at 49ers. You're
0: going to take 49ers, aren't you?
1: Absolutely.
0: Man, I don't want to pick the Packers.
1: <laughs> Just pick the 49ers. Okay. The Titans' Chiefs will be our tiebreaker. Right. okay. It, when is that one? Okay. Oh, they're both on Sunday. Yeah. Dang it. Okay, so we get a free Saturday, at least. Okay.
0: Free, if that's how you want to call it. I call it boring
1: Well, it is... You know, during the season, I get used to being able to do stuff on Saturday Mm. and then football Sunday. Yeah. But the last two weeks, like, our house is trashed. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't been able to clean, because that's my Saturday thing, (laughs) but we've had playoffs every day, so...
0: All right. Well, uh, keep an eye out on the YouTube channel if you want to check out the analysis I have on Jameis Winston's all 30 interceptions a breakdown on that. Hey,
1: how far are you on it?
0: It should be up tomorrow. Cool. Tomorrow evening. Uh, Friday at the latest.
1: Just say Friday. Give yourself a cushion. Friday. Look for it Friday.
0: Well, if you want to, go and subscribe to the channel and hit that little bell or whatever, and then you'll get a notification when the video comes up. Uh, It's going to be the first in a series of videos during this offseason. Going to show all of his sacks, too. That might be the next one I do to show how many of them were due to the offensive line, how many of them were due to the running backs not blocking. It's going to be, I think people are going to be surprised at how many were due to that, how many were due to the tight ends not blocking, and how many were due to uh, Jameis Winston's happy feet. I think people are going to be surprised by that video. You got anything else?
1: I don't. I'm done.
0: we did watch uh, Mike Evans play Fortnite yesterday. (laughs) It was a, what was it, on Twitch? uh, Twitch Rivals? Yeah. I I thought they were going to have, like, a camera on Mike Evans, but they didn't. The announcers were just talking... Insane. And
1: his little dude did have a Mike Evans skin, like a yeah,
0: he had his jersey on and, and, and a football helmet. helmet. So that was cool.
1: <laughs> I don't understand Fortnite though. Me neither. I don't. I like was okay going boomer, on. but <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know anything about. it. Hey, give
0: me some Call of Duty. That's <sighs> a different story. Fortnite though.
1: I understand like Minecraft kind of. You don't understand. Don't <laughs> like more than Fortnite and more than Roblox. You can tell we have preteen children. Teen. Teen.
0: We got a teenage son. How about that? Make you feel good. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for us. Till next time.
1: Go Bucks.